2: and I'm telling you now, within two weeks. My ass he, was enormous. His legs were double the size they are now within two weeks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Ollie. And we are. The Newly Dads. The Newly Dads. Great. Let's right, try good. that again.
0: We're the newly cancelled.
2: Newly Dads. Is that right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Ollie. And we are. The Newly, newly Dads. dads. Guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Newly Dads. Can we just talk about something? Can we just talk about what you've got around your collar or your jumper? Yeah, we saw this in the cab on the way here. This isn't great. If
0: you can't see the visuals, <laughs> I have human piss on me.
2: From our babies, not not from a fetish. Yeah, I didn't wake up in a skip.
0: It was it was it
2: was, it was <laughs> skip. No, I basically just have my child's urine on on my collar she was like why is that around your collar i was thinking is it makeup is it fake tan well, no it's guessing. just the piss from our children it's
0: just child um,
2: piss when do you think you get to that stage when you just don't notice this stuff anymore and i mean baby sick is neither here nor there to me now but i spent the whole day the other day we just A lot of vomit just down my front without even realising. It's not a problem. I think it's absolutely fine. I think it
0: it is what it is. I'm also, nice way possible, we noticed that there was piss on me about 45 minutes ago. What have I done? I'm still wearing the jumper with human excrement down it. What's quite interesting about children soiling themselves, oh God, we'll start with that. God, we not start this podcast to talk about shit. Um, Weirdly, if you have had children, you would know that poo stains, and you didn't expect to stain quite as much. It's incredible. Tea is like a, a herb and a plant and all that kind of and stuff, stuff. And that stains and coffee and all that kind of stuff. Human crap. You're just fitting white milk into their mouth and it comes out and it
2: stains as a yellow. What's dyeing it brown inside? Why it's not is like, poo brown? Do you know what? You know when you make gravy and you have to use that browning stuff in order to make it brown that in like, insepid like yellow colour? An oxo like, cube. It's not an octo cube. You actually have to add something. We're all adding oh. something to make this thing brown. I don't know what it is. There's some science behind that. But you know the worst thing in our house, right? And... Maybe some other parents will realize this or understand this. Wool carpets and babies do not go well together, and we're having all we're having to have all our carpets replaced. Also, when the babies came home,
0: uh, the dogs had a bit of a moment where they were no longer the lead characters, and there was a bit of trouble with that. And so they did like to wee on the carpet a bit because I well, think it that- wasn't
2: that much, but now just the myriad of shit from babies, them, and everything, and just traffic. Wall carpets are not the way forward for a functioning house, especially with family. It was at three o'clock this morning.
0: I came in and, and I said, oh, look at me. Well, I had sickle down me, didn't I? There was a like, yeah, sickle everywhere. Fair. And I didn't even notice it. I didn't. I thought, I heard <laughs> Apollo burp and I was like, oh, you good boy. And then you put him down and then you go, wow, that's very much.
2: It looks like an enormous seagull has fucking Shit. crapped on you in uh, Bogner Regis. Do you know what's happening? It's basically all the things where you have your life before kids and, you know, everything that's happened is wonderful, but whatever. But your life gradually changes. You're no longer like this sort of tidy, clean, don't have sick, down yourself person. Like the house is a bit messy. I mean, the only way to keep the house nice is to go full like Patrick Bateman cover the place in plastic. I don't know who Patrick Bateman is. American Psycho. When he's going to chop someone up. Yeah, I've never seen that, but apparently he's quite fit. Is yeah, it's Christian Bale. Yeah, was it was Christian Bale? Bale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that the American Psycho was not a stereotypical psycho-looking bloke. He's, he's no, he's, he's like a high-functioning businessman in like Wall Street. But he's psycho yeah. and American. Yeah, but he's a sociopath. What did he kill people? Well, there's a bit of a twist at the end whether he actually did it oh and whether it's a God. society thing where he actually Sorry. like producer Ben's just showed me a photo. He's terrifying. He's not terrifying. He's, he's kind of he's that, like wielding an axe. For starters. Yeah, I know. Did you not see Halloween this year? Everyone was fucking dressed as Patrick Bateman in the plastic like punch and like ever, whatever. If I'm honest, I wouldn't have known what that was. So I would have just been like, oh, there's some person. And We've got a very exciting guest on So We've got Mel B, but not the Mel B, Mel Brown who's coming in, who's going to talk to us all about sperm. Now, before you think that Melanie Brown and
0: Mel B has now gone into the sperm world, Mel, I know, Melanie Brown, is a lady that knows all about nutrition and And this is something that's incredibly important and I want to highlight quite objectively. We could call her Spermy Spice. Uh, we could, I, mean, sper- we, I like
2: Spermy Spice. Spermy Spice. Spermy Spice. We'll get to that when, when she spice, walks in. Spermy, um, um, but pop-
0: this is also a really important thing because I think there's a lot of people out there and we've been asked a few times to talk about uh, fertility and how to make your sperm real swimmers. Now, if you didn't know, I did a documentary for Channel 4 a couple of months ago uh, called Save Our Sperm and we mentioned it last week's podcast. However, we are going to be talking about that a little bit more because I want to go slightly in-depth about if you are having fertility problems in any manner, I want you guys to try and listen to this. And if you are with a significant partner and you're trying to have a baby, there are many reasons why that could be, but this is one that you can tick the box to educate yourself on. Yeah, you
2: did that programme and you basically improved your sperm within 10 weeks? Men are in a very good position where they can change their sperm. Obviously with sperm though, it's obvious that you get the stuff into your system because you know when people drink pineapple juice? Whisper, yeah and it's like I know where you're it, going with this no but it makes it taste yeah, like I, pineapple exact, it doesn't make it
0: taste like pineapple it, it just ma- makes it sweeter I think why does it taste sweeter I because tell of you pineapple what, I know Melanie Brown and she's a naughty little minx so but I'm gonna you. you can ask her if, if jism tastes different I, well, I, I,
2: I, not from experience but generally I, like scientifically I, I, I don't know whether to admit to it whether I know that or not but um, it, it does taste different when you eat certain things I'm just gonna shut up and I'm not going that's hole. really bad oh Quite interesting. Obviously, we are taken the babies away on like this amazing, beautiful holiday and that we had a wonderful time. Um, do you reckon they're going to remember it? There must be some science behind this as to when children get their hippocampus to convert short-term memory to long-term memory. Well, I'm glad you're coming to me for this. Because... I
0: know, because you're Dr. I mean Quite. No... They're not going to remember it, but it's all sensual. So it's all kind of like they can hear the waves lapping. Sensual and... or sensual? Sensual. It, 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 You've very much got the, the waves lapping and the and the, the sand between their toes and stuff like that. It's all brain development and stuff like that, which is all quite sweet. Fucking Some bougie brain development, isn't it? But also you have Barbados
2: bougie brain development. Yeah, <laughs> Barbados bougie, yeah. We took them into the Caribbean Sea and it helped with their brain development. I swear when I was younger, I literally remember like when I was one playing outside with one of those like balls with holes. In which people use at home to hit like golf ball thing, so it didn't go as far. I, know what you mean. I remember playing with one of those. Although saying that, I also think I was wearing a light blue t shirt, and I'm pretty much sure that I made my. I was thinking that I looked like Tommy from Rugrats. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, I looked like Tommy from Rugrats in the diaper sat there. I think he even had like yellow tabs on the side. What's your first memory as a child? So it's actually quite a sweet one. My dad's getting a bit
0: older; he'll be eighty in sixteen months or whatever like that. And I remember being in a shower and we were, bo- we were both in the shower and he was holding me and the shower head would go onto him and then go on to me and he'd go one for Obi, one for daddy one for Obi as he swayed but i remember the warmth i remember the smell of a certain um badidas it was called it's, it's this available. is the thing we're not allowed in the house isn't it we're not allowed in the house purely because it was my first memory one day when dad expires he's nearly 80 um and that smell will always be alive to me that will remind me of dad. And I think that's quite lovely that I don't want it in the house until he passes because that's
2: something that is, that's my first memory. And that's quite interesting because like smell is a major part of memory. Maybe that's what makes you remember long back and takes you back. Because I remember when I was very young, I must have only been two or three, where I used to go and sit with my mum when she had her hair done in Moulton Brown when it used to be on South Moulton Street, the old hairdressers. And it smelled like the original Moulton Brown. That always reminds me of my mum. It is
0: very sweet. When I was single back in the day, I remember going through and used to have a couple of hours to kill in the airport. And I would often go through and smell ex's perfumes or aftershaves or whatever like that. And it was always, it would always bring you back to that sort of memory of that ex. It's very odd. It stays with you forever. Do you ever smell it? Be like... Oh, I remember that smell from somewhere and you don't know where it's from. I've got a very strong sense of nose. Uh, I could be a sommelier. They call them the
2: nose in perfume
0: companies. They, they? do. Yeah. They do. And you know how good my sense of smell is. I can smell anything oh, from Oh, do away.
2: I? I think your sense of smell is a load of bollocks because basically you do this really annoying thing when there's quite a dramatic change in smell in the room. You're like... <laughs> like you're some sort of bloodhound and you're not. Wouldn't it be lovely one day to marry someone that goes... You're absolutely right. You've got a
0: really lovely sense of smell, and I think I'm really proud. Something I actually look at you, and you when something happens in the room, and you go, you go, oh my god, that's so. And then you go, oh, that's oh, like right, spirit, I know. It's it's half really an hour Instead of being like, this is horrendous, like, well, oh, that's really annoying because you do that, whatever, like that. Just, um, that's an achievement for me that my nose is good. I keep you grounded, Ollie Lock. Let's be honest. So, smells are interesting, but I, I think they're also interesting for animals. Dogs have got a 10,000 times better nose than we do, which is extraordinary. If and also, they go up to crap and smell that. Fucking imagine the smell of that. It must be horrendous. 10,000 times better, and they're sticking their nose in someone else's turd. How
2: revolting. Um, Maybe it smells different to them. Well, it must do. Dog shit is particularly eye-watering, isn't it? It's like a Not wet, as bad as cat smelly shit. dog shit. Oh my God, cat shit is awful. awful. Why is cat pee and cat shit so bad? I don't know. Like, the stuff that comes out of cats is just awful.
0: An old friend of mine who's quite fabulous is coming on. It's not the actual Mel B, don't get too excited, but it's an even as fabulous version of Mel B, which is Melnie Brown, who is a friend of ours who is an expert on all things fertility when it comes to your nutrition. So you've got to remember, if you are on a journey of fertility, then there are two to tangle. Tango? Tango. Two, tango. two to tango. With you that can situation. get tangled, that helps. That you can.
2: Situation. Well, dogs get
0: tangled very much. They stick together, don't they? Anyway, um, is... it is two to tango, and that is that sperm and eggs are different entities, and they both have to be a good enough quality to provide a healthy embryo. An awful lot of men often blame women on fertility problems, when actually they sometimes need to look back on themselves. A lot of the things we're doing in our lives um, has been affecting sperm, You know, our grandfather's era, an average sperm was about 120 million per milliliter. And it's gone down vastly since then. So um, you may want to make sure that your partner, your husband or yourself, if you're going alone at this, wants to listen. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. So my lovely friend Melanie Brown is here uh, joining us on the podcast today and uh, Melanie is a nutritionist and we want to help as much as we possibly can between us all because fertility is hard. We've been through ourselves three and a half years of fertility and it did turn out that it probably was my sperm and... It was Melanie's job to try and get my sperm as good as possible, as well as myself, Melvin O'Doom and uh, Russell Kane. And we did this documentary together and it was some interesting results, wasn't it?
3: We had a lot of fun. We did. Have we a did fun. And I think the first thing that came up when I said to you, do you eat fish? And you said, yeah, I'm really good at eating fish. And I said, what fish do you eat? And you said, kippers. And I thought, hmm, kippers. Uh-huh. And I said, how do you cook the kippers? He went, I boil them in a bag. I'm like, Oh, no.
0: Now, for those Oiled of you not in knowing bag. that, we are, as a world, having troubles with our sperm. And a lot of that is because of.
3: It's because of a variety of things. So, environmental chemicals, obesity, the rise in diabetes, plastic chemicals, junk food diets, fast foods, ultra processed foods. Um, there are a lot of reasons why sperm counts are potentially kind of. Slightly dropping off the cliff.
2: In the instance of you here, though, this is the plastic. This isn't it? is the plastic, wasn't it Boiling plastic. Yeah. So yeah. plastic
3: contains loads and loads of chemicals. The principal one that everybody knows about is called BPA, bisphenol A. And you'll see plastic bottles and food containers which have big ticks on them saying BPA free because it's a big selling point now for plastic. Um, but the most important thing to remember is never heat anything in plastic or put hot food or drink in plastic. So, Ollie's boil-in-the-bag kippers slightly fell into that trap of BPA pouring into the
0: food. So, the statistic was that we eat a credit card's worth of plastic every week, each of us, without knowing it. I want to go back to the beginning slightly because the people listening to this podcast will be listening to this because they are trying to get pregnant themselves, maybe. And if it's just the female that's had all their um, stats done and stuff like that, and you're still not getting pregnant, it might well be that it's because of the sperm. The the best question to ask right now is how do you make your sperm better when it comes to health?
3: Well, first of all, I guess... You have to go for a sperm test, and you'd be amazed at how few people go for sperm tests. And then, if the sperm test turns out to not be as good as it could be, how little is then done about it to investigate why the man has poor sperm? It's really weird. Women are prodded and poked and shoved up and down and in and out. And men are just like, oh, your sperm's not great, but never mind, you know get into the fertility clinic.
2: We were talking about this the other day because there's this massive taboo, isn't there? That men basically have this bravado masculinity thing where they're like, right, it's not my problem. And it might just be them being picketed about things, but it's a sort of insecurity thing. So we would admit yeah. mas- masculinity for a lot of men is... is
3: oh yeah, quite, firing blanks it, and all yeah. that kind of, you know, how, awful... Gross and balls. How many, it, yeah, yeah
2: and yeah. there's this the sort of language that men use and then how they feel around their peers... Sort of seems to affect them. They they just don't consciously want to do it. How many men like underestimate their sperm quality?
3: I think probably most men underestimate <laughs> yeah, their yeah, sperm yeah. quality. To be fair, it, that's just stubbornness um, of men. But I have found. Actually, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years, yeah. and I've found younger men are really good at getting on board with it. They will go and have a sperm test. Older men are a little bit more reticent, they're there a bit is more a in their thing, ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And especially if they've had kids previously and they're on their second round, then they think, well, you know, my sperm's great. And it isn't actually, because older age affects sperm as well it's another thing that affects the quality of sperm
2: same as as everyone gets older obviously women they go through menopause
3: yeah, yeah. men
2: can also decrease their
0: yeah, quality, the of quality sperm, of the so it does the same thing the DNA
3: fragmentation the actual quality of the DNA of the sperm deteriorates with age
0: i I'm a fairly big drinker. Up until the day when we found out the babies were born, I stopped smoking and never smoked again. Uh, but I'd probably smoked for 20 years. This is something that everyone will talk about. So what other what yeah. big changes you need to do if you are trying to change your sperm quality? And how long does it take to change your it sperm? It takes,
3: it's really lucky with men because essentially it takes three months from little baby, baby germ cell of sperm to grow into fully mature, can fertilise an egg sperm. So I try and say to people, look, this is a project. It's a 12-week project. Smoking, recreational drugs are probably up, right up there with the number ones that you really, really should be stopping. Vaping, not so great, but better than smoking. Just don't have any of the flavours. Go for the unflavored ones why, because why that's Why is it with better. the flavours? Um, because the flavours just add a whole ton of new chemicals, which are then heated up and they become very toxic. And if you think, you know, you're breathing these chemicals through the lungs. They enter the bloodstream and then they basically hit all our cells. You know, you're, you're losing the tar and all the saltpeter and all the crap that's in cigarettes. You just want to make sure that you're not adding a whole load of new things when you start vaping.
0: Okay, so if we are trying to make our sperm bitter, better, we don't want to, not bitter, we'll go on to that I a bit later. About that. No,
3: I'm not. That's not my area, actually.
0: Fine. <laughs> we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about pineapple juice later. <laughs> However, if we want to make it better, um, what foods to avoid?
3: Well, that's pretty straightforward. Fast food is probably one of the most important ones. So burgers and chips, takeaway, chicken and chips, fried chicken. And an interesting study came out a while ago, looking at teenagers' sperm. Now, at At the beginning of this, I said, oh, it takes three months for sperm to recover. It's great. You know, sperm just regenerates itself all the time. Men are always producing millions of sperm. This study showed that if in your teenage years, your diet largely consists of a lot of fast food, you permanently damage your sperm producing cells. Really? And that's a really big deal because now you're looking at a permanent effect of diet. Wow, that's super interesting. I did not know that. Sometimes I'm seeing all the teenagers queuing up outside the chicken shop where I live. And I'm like, oh please, stop yeah. your spam. <laughs> you know? like the crazy lady running and around, think of your spam think, think of, of your sperm. A, there's a, there's <laughs> no, our like- neighbor again <laughs> outside the chicken <laughs>
2: shop. <laughs> Shouting yeah. at the teenagers yeah. about their sperm. Think
0: of the future. <laughs> no, but it's
3: true. What is it? Is you it know? the oils
0: in it? What is it? It's just low it's quality meat.
3: Industrial cooking fats are right. really important. Sperm is largely made of fat, it makes it nice and motile, you know, flexible. It's very fatty, and that fatty membrane means it's very easily damaged. So we've got lots of free radicals, molecules that just really damage cells. And Industrial cooking fats that are heated again and again and again are incredibly toxic. I mean, we really shouldn't be consuming them at all. Browning and burning food, so chips, browning potatoes produces another whole load of chemicals. All of these are fine now and again. Of course they are. You know, you can go off and have a McDonald's every couple of weeks or chicken and chips every couple of weeks. It's the two or three or four times a week. That is really important. It's all the same sort of things that are carcinogenic, essentially, isn't it? So Absolutely. It's, it, the it's, things that are going to give you a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's very difficult for people. You know, I used to smoke and I remember people saying, oh, you know, you'll get lung cancer when you're 40. And I'd be thinking, I don't care. When I'm 40, I might as well be dead anyway. I'll be so old. <laughs> you know, um, I just need to smoke now because I'm cool with my soft pack Peter Stuyvesant. Thank you very much. Um, but so it's like that doesn't mean anything but i think fertility especially for younger people yeah. you know you can use that sensitivity that men have about their sperm to actually say well look you need to look after this because your sperm is going to be crap if you don't yeah.
0: during lockdown i was trying to make my sperm better before we had met and this is something i did and i thought you know what it was lockdown i'm going to bring in all the best nutrients to create a shake a day or two a day that would be the ultimate sperm cocktail of ingredients. Tell everyone what was, great, in, your cock. What yeah. was in your cocktail. In your smoothie. We know what's in your cocktail. What was in your cocktail? Innuendos cock. here. Um, so I decided to start with coconut uh, milk, which sounded good. Sugary base. I would then put in a lot of nuts. Good. I spirulina, corolla um One I would put in avocado. an avocado.
3: Excellent.
0: I'd put in some spinach, I'd put in all Very this but good. basically the most enormous amount of blueberries, blueberries, loads of blueberries. We love blueberries. Love blueberries. We do. Now there was a problem with this. But I was
2: doing two of these a day. I became yes, a hooker. And I'm telling you now, within two weeks, my ass he, was enormous. <laughs> his legs were double the size they are now within two weeks. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I stood in the kitchen with him and I watched him make this thing, putting half a kilo of nuts into one shake. with that's a with lot whole of nuts. avocado. Yeah, a the, lot of
3: nuts for his nuts. The study is 60 grams. That's all they needed. And I and most people think that's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, you probably... I was probably knocking back
0: those nuts for my nuts. Although my sperm might well have been fabulous at that point, I was an orca. I was enormous. I'd always struggled to lose that weight since. You looked like you went into anaphylactic
2: shock, (laughs) but you were healthy. But okay. that, this is this is what I'm talking about. This yeah. is you, you you
3: don't have to somewhat overdoing yeah.
2: it, probably. Yes, it was a bit. Yes. What are the big things that
0: are good for sperm? If someone wants to change their sperm over those three months, what things should you obviously we know what to avoid, um, but now we need to know what we need to put in our bodies to make nuts I'm, better.
2: I'm assuming because nuts are full of good fat, aren't they? And you're
0: nuts saying Nuts are full, of, fat. Fat, so
3: exactly. fat full of good fat. Exactly. They're full of good fat, very high in antioxidants. Amino acids. They're very, very, very good for you. Walnuts are the nuts for your nuts. Hazelnuts are very high in antioxidants. They're normally the one that's left in the bottom of the bag. Watercress. Watercress is the king of salad vegetables. That's interesting,
0: isn't it? Because it's sometimes pushed to the side a bit. It is. I love watercress.
3: I think watercress is the best thing. It has loads of DNA repairing. That bitter, peppery taste means that it's full of really good things. Extra virgin olive oil, blueberries. Tomato puree. So, if you're making anything tomato-based, just shove about a whole tube of tomato puree, really? and then big wallop of olive oil. Yep, all of those things. All very good. For you
0: Okay. What else? Are we have spinach and stuff like that. I imagine spinach is probably quite good.
3: Spinach is. Not as good as broccoli. And it's one of those things. There's something called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, which goes back to what we were talking about environmental chemicals. This is pesticides. So, pesticides on mm. fruit and vegetables. Dirty Dozen is the most heavily contaminated with pesticide fruit and vegetables. Uh, there are things like tomatoes, peppers, spinach, celery. Um, probably the worst are strawberries. So, if you've got a habit in the summer of eating strawberries every day, Just watch that one and always wash your fruit and vegetables. My God, people don't wash them because pesticides, again, they're like BPA. They're like the plastic chemicals. Mm. They're big hormone disrupting chemicals.
0: Weight when it comes to um, trying to have a baby and being overweight or obese or something like that. Or
2: even underweight. I know, Peter, anorexia,
0: anorexia is a massively... Huge thing for women, for anorexia and bulimia and Men in and their women. past, has been a really big deal. And I've got friends that have been in that situation that, that have struggled to conceive because of that. Mm. But if we talk about being overweight, when you're talking about sperm, that's probably not going to help life,
3: is it? No, it isn't. And again, it's, it's such a good thing to bring up. It's a great question, actually, because... Women really are seriously fat shamed about being mm-hmm. overweight, especially when they're going for IVF. They're just like, oh no, your BMI is too high, your body mass index, you've got to get it down, go on a diet. And, you know, their partner might be coming in equally as overweight and he will not get a single comment. And yet, being overweight, particularly carrying your fat around your tummy, so the big apple shape. That's the danger area for all health things actually, but particularly for sperm. This fat is what we call metabolically active. It's different from fat on the rest of your body. It's different from bum fat and back fat. It has a life of its own actually. The fat cells are very big and inflamed and they just get up to so much mischief. So one of the things that happens Is something called aromatization. And aromatization is the process by which the male hormone, testosterone, is converted into the female hormone, estrogen. And it happens in these abdominal fat cells. And you don't want that if you're a bloke, do you? Mm. You don't want your precious testosterone being turned into the female hormone, estrogen. So that's one thing. The second thing is these big, giant fat cells, they pump out inflammatory chemicals. You're really damaging chemicals into the bloodstream. They're the chemicals that raise your cholesterol, raise your blood flats, you know, sicken your arteries and, you know, generally are not very good for you. Again, bad for sperm. And third, the more fat you have around your middle, the more hot it is, mm. like carrying a big boiler around your middle. And it's so near the testes, heat that hits your groin and your pelvic region all the time. Sperm is very delicate and it is heat. Uh, sensitive. Yeah, you can't dunk yourself in a nice hot bath. So it's really important, and men will not be told to lose weight. And it is so important for fertility. I met a woman at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about weight actually. And I was saying how important it was for men to lose weight. And she said, yes, there are some studies now that show that if the father is very overweight, it can cause problems in the pregnancy, like preeclampsia. She said there's a definite relationship between preeclampsia, which is a really serious mm. disease that women get in pregnancy, where their blood pressure just rockets completely out of control. And they you know, may have to deliver early and then premature birth and things like that. And they have found evidence that if the father is seriously overweight, that is a real trigger for the woman to get preeclampsia. Gosh, even if you're not doing it for yourself, do Do it for your your partner. partner,
2: It's the two of you together, isn't it? So there's no point in having one completely out to the other one. It's got to be a team effort. It's got to be a team effort. And I
3: think sometimes men switch off because there's a lot of like, you can't drink that beer. No, Mm. you can't have another cup of coffee. No, it's bad for your sperm. And come on, I'm ovulating. I'm ovulating. Come on, we need to have Mm. sex. I'm (laughs) ovulating now. You know, it needs to be a proper serious discussion. Um, But it's very hard to get that because GPs haven't got time and, you know people can't always afford to go and see people like me or other people involved in fertility. You know, it's a a hard one. But be a team. Can I just mention one more thing, which is a really big thing actually, Mm. um, which is steroids. Steroids, oh my God. You know, young men pumping iron down in the gym, getting these big muscles. Steroids are absolutely the worst thing you can do for your fertility. They may make your muscles really big. They will make your testicles the size of marbles. You can damage your fertility forever if you take steroids. And watch those protein powders because sometimes cheap commercial protein powders for working out in the gym, they have also been found to contain traces of anabolic steroids.
0: When it comes to women and the best things for your health, if you're trying to get pregnant, about what they can do to make themselves a bit better when it comes to foods, etc., like that?
3: Really good fertility foods for women are flaxseed powder, believe it or not. It helps ovarian function. This has been found in cows and in humans. And if it's good enough for cows, it's good enough for us. <laughs> and eggs, because again, what's in an egg, it's very similar to what goes on in our bodies, that orange yolk full of nutrients that are really good for women's fertility. For women, it's interesting you touched on the underweight thing. That Mm. is almost as big a problem Well, certainly the clients that I see over-exercising and counting your calories and trying to keep your BMI low as possible and your body muscle as high as possible. That's not so great for your fertility. You may look amazing, but it's not great for fertility. Women need a little bit of Padding. Think about it as padding. Mm. It's not kind of great rolls of fat. It's just a little bit of padding to keep our hormones in order and say to our brains, we're ready for pregnancy. You can go ahead now because we've got a bit of fat in storage mm. in cases of famine. What happens when you're overweight is you, it just sends your hormones for both men and women, sends your hormones absolutely through the window. You know, testosterone drops with men oestrogen goes all over the place with women it can put your menstrual cycle out and it's a high risk for pregnancy and interestingly enough i'm really glad i've got the opportunity to say this actually
0: if there are people and there will be people out there i'm sure that this has been uh not only a bit eye-opening but probably want uh, a little bit more information and they want to contact you directly to discuss how to make things better in a personal way to them especially how they get hold of you please
3: they get hold of me through my website, which is Melanie There's a contact form. My Instagram is at Melanie Brand Nutritionist.
2: Perfect.
0: Um,
3: Melanie Brown, as in the Spice Girl. Melanie Spice. Own
2: Mel B. Ollie called you Spermy Spice earlier.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that. Sperm-y, Sperm-y, spice. Sperm-y, spice.
0: Spermy Spice. We'll put all the links in the episode description so you can follow Melanie, etc. And if you want to join her Masterclass in February, that would be heaven.
3: Thank you. Thank you for Thank having you me. Thanks very much,
0: Melanie.
2: Melanie is so good at all of that. And I loved having her on today. I need to talk about it more. Take away the stigma from these things. Let's just be open and honest about it. People need to know about this stuff.
0: Absolutely right. All right, guys, that was a fab episode. Thank you so much for listening. There will be, as always, some laughs, but also things that will try and help you as much as possible through this journey that you might be going on. This has been Newly Dads. If you have any questions at all, make sure that you email us on newlydads at jampopproductions.co.uk, uh, and you can always follow our Instagram, etc. Newly Dads, and uh, and ask us questions or stories or funny bits or, or anecdotes, all are welcome in our inbox. If you do want certain bits of advice or specialists that you want to hear about, let us know because there's always a space on the sofa for someone that is going to help people in the future to do with fertility or anything to do with parenthood. So let us know. Love you lots. Thank you, you guys, to Spermy Spice
2: for being wonderful. I love Spermy Spice. Thank you guys. See you next week. See you next week. Bye
0: guys. You've been
2: listening to Newly Dads with Ollie and Garrett Lotlock. The producer is Ben Johns. The assistant producer is Maya Adelia. Videography by Jamie Gilbert. Video editing by Jake G. The executive producers are Jemima Rathbone and Jamie Lang. And Newly Dads is a jam pop production.